Before we jump into the episode today, I want to share something with you from my heart. First of all, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really can't tell you how much your support means to me. We've been doing the podcast now for almost four years. I can't even believe it. And I'm so grateful for each and every single one of you that listens, shares an episode with your friends, sends me a DM or a text message letting me know how an episode resonated with you or any aha moments. Seriously, I couldn't be more grateful to be able to create this podcast. It has been such a blessing in my life, and I love hearing the ways it's been able to provide value in yours as well. One thing you might not know is how much work it takes to be consistent with a podcast. In fact, did you know that the majority of podcasts don't make it past episode number 10? And we are well, 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 well beyond that. And it's just a lot thinking of the episodes, recording them, editing them, managing the guests, making sure that everything runs smoothly and gets uploaded consistently and regularly. And so that's why I have created an amazing opportunity for you to support the podcast monetarily. And in exchange for that, you will get exclusive premium subscriber content. So for as little as $3 a month, you can become a premium subscriber of the podcast. And every month I will upload new voice-guided workouts and breathwork meditation audio for you. So that way you can work out with me coaching you in your ears. You can also take a moment to reduce your stress and relax and come down and ground down with one of my breathwork audios. So if that is on your heart to support the podcast for as little as $3 a month to become a premium podcast subscriber, I can't tell you how much that means to me and the growth of this podcast. I appreciate you. If you're interested, Click the link in the description, become a premium podcast subscriber, new content every month, and while supplies last, I'll send you an exclusive podcast coffee mug so you can have your self-love and sweat coffee every morning. I appreciate you. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Self-Love and Sweat, the podcast, the place where you'll get inspired to live your life unapologetically, embrace your perfect imperfections, break down barriers, and do what sets your soul on fire. I'm your host, London Souza. Hey, have you grabbed your free self-love and sweat monthly calendar yet? This calendar is so amazing. It comes right in your inbox every single month to help you have a little nugget of wisdom, a sweaty workout, a mindset activity, just a little something, something to help keep you focused and motivated and keep that momentum towards your goals. So every day when you get this calendar, you'll see a link that you can click that will lead to a podcast episode or a workout or something that will be very powerful and quick to read. And then you'll also see on the top left corner of every single day, there's a little checkbox in the calendar. And what that is, is that's for your one thing. You can choose one thing every month, or it can be the same, something that you want to implement and make this something that you can easily implement like daily meditation or getting a certain amount of steps or 
our water, for example, and staying hydrated, and even taking your supplements. This can be something if you want to get more regular doing a particular habit and routine, you can choose what that checkbox means. So if you want your self-love and sweat free monthly calendar delivered right to your inbox every month on the first of the month, go to lifelikelondon.com forward slash calendar, fill out the form really quickly, and you will have your calendar in your inbox within a few short minutes. That's lifelikelondon, L-I-F-E-L-I-K-E-L-U-N-D-E-N.com forward slash calendar. Go get yours for free and enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a phenomenal guest, a woman I'm so excited to bring to the podcast and also have a conversation with today. So our guest today is Winnie Chan Wang. She's a trauma-informed, licensed acupuncturist, Reiki practitioner, shadow worker, and open-hearted Tao healer. She is also a professor in acupuncture at the Alhambra Medical University. And in her private practice, Winnie honors her clients as divine self-healers navigating their healing journeys as co-pilots. Because trauma is the root cause of many physical and emotional illnesses. Winnie focuses on releasing trapped emotions in organs and meridians, which are uh, energy pathways. And Winnie combines the medical science of a clinically trained acupuncturist with her spiritual cultivation to help her clients process their trauma by channeling source healing energy and guided breath work. Her goal in becoming an author is to guide her readers into a deep self-exploration with compassion and curiosity. Everyone can heal all aspects of life including health, relationships, and finances by aligning their soul, heart, mind, energy, and body. Through sharing stories, she hopes to be a mirror and helping others know themselves and own their authentic source power. Winnie also provides mentoring to other therapists as spreading healing is her passion and life purpose. Winnie Chan Wang, welcome to the podcast. I am so happy to have you. How are you? I'm great. I'm fangirling on you because I followed you for so long. And, you know, on behalf of all your podcast listeners and on behalf of all your Instagram followers, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every time your video comes on, it's like a little spark of sunshine and I get so nourished by it. I love it. You know, whether it's a workout video or the other day you had like a beach hair video, I love it. Everything just makes me smile. So thank you. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Um, I am so glad that you reached out and that we got to connect and just over the last month or so, just really exploring what you are putting out there on social media, the person you are, the teacher you are, and also the student that you are, because I know you're always working, um, you know, on yourself too. And you just share a lot of really amazing resources. So, so stoked to have you. I just got pretty much goosebumps over my whole body when I was reading your bio because yeah, I just feel like there's so much of your own authenticity and truth in that. And so I just feel like that's super powerful. But, um, one of the things that you had mentioned that, you know, we really wanted to talk about today was body shame and, you know, is it important? Do we need it? Should we get rid of it? How can we, you know, because I feel like in one form or another, we probably have all kind of experienced it, whether we choose to admit it or not. Um, so what is that? What is your journey with body shame looked like? And let's just kind of start the conversation there. Yes. Thank you. So I'm actually an Asian immigrant and I grew up in a very 
materialistic city, Hong Kong. So that's like New York City, where fortunately or unfortunately, I was born with more money. And so everywhere I go, people would judge each other by, you know, what clothes you're wearing, what bags are you carrying and how's your body? I would remember like when I was four years old, my relatives would greet me by, Winnie, you look fatter. (laughs) And, you know, by age four, I was labeled as a fat kid and I really struggled feeling unloved and unattractive. And, you know, for many years, I had a negative relationship with food where I felt like a thief when I would go to the refrigerator, you know, in the middle of the night when everybody is sleeping because I want to eat. And, you know, in my house, there was never not even milk and orange juice and cookies. It was just plain water. It was like a very strict household. And I remember I would go to school and my friends would have chips and I didn't have any of that. And I would sneak it and like, I would have to like lock the door and hide them and eat it. Like I'm a thief, like I'm a bad person. And so many, many years I grew up with negative body image. And honestly, I think that if I was 25 years old and I met you in person at the gym or in a yoga studio, I would just be very envious. Like I, I would be like, Oh my God, like, it's not fair. How come, you know, um, she gets to look like a model and she makes her workout look so effortless. And I would feel really bad and shame and unworthy and all kinds of things. And if you are, you know, an Asian or black woman living in this country. And then sometimes I even have like, oh, well, she's gonna get more popular or more likes because she's white. And so, you know, there's also this kind of, even though like deep down, I love that I'm Asian, but then I know that like, if I go on a job interview and, you know, I know that the more white I am, the more tall, skinnier, I'm more likely to land the job. So we do unfortunately live in this society where people do judge each other by their looks, what clothes you're wearing, you know, are you a size two or size six? And so I spent many years just kind of caught up in the wrong thing. And actually COVID, that's a really good number on me because my whole life I've eaten food with fear, guilt, and shame, right? So like, you know, let's say I want to eat chocolate brownie. And as I'm eating it, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm afraid it's going to make me fat. And, you know, when I'm eating it, I feel guilty. This is making me fat. And then after I eat it, right, the night after I will feel shame. I'm a bad person. I have no self-discipline and I just have bad control. And look at me like I can't control myself. So the really good thing that happened during COVID was there was the lockdown And it was not very easy to buy groceries and we were out of rice and out of flour. And so instead of eating food with fear, guilt and shame, for the first time in my life, I was eating with gratitude. Oh, my God, I am so grateful that 
there was food for me to eat. And it was so funny because, um, you know, my whole life I've been really strict with myself. So right before COVID, I was practicing really strict intermittent fasting. And my, my kids, you know, they were home from the lockdown. I'm like, you know, F this. I'm not going to be intermittent fasting. If my kids are eating brownies and chicken wings, I'm going to be eating brownies and chicken wings. What was really funny was two months later, I stepped on the scale and I gained exactly zero pounds. And I was in total shock because my whole life I've been so disciplined, intermittent fasting, hardcore. And then I went into, I just eat whatever I want, but with gratitude. Mm. And that one shift. And, you know, so now I can eat whatever I want. I really literally just be in gratitude and joy when I eat. And, you know, sometimes it's really funny. Uh, one time I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an international speaker and I was talking about how to eat pizza and not get fat. So that was one of my topics. And, um, you know, afterwards people came up to me, they're like, you know, Winnie, you're not very convincing because, you know, you're like size two, four. And when you go on stage, how do you know what it's like to be, you know, a person who drinks Diet Coke and get fed? I'm like, no, I've spent 40 years being the person who drinks Diet Coke, eat chicken breast and salad and get fat. But I'm really fortunate to have this transformation now. Hmm. That is so phenomenal. And I just feel like you painted both ends of the spectrum there of being like super rigid, intermittent fasting, you know, all the things to the other end where you're just like, yeah, I'm eating in the middle of night, fear and shame and all this. And when it comes to uh, food, I don't feel like I've lived in the land of extremes as much as I have with exercise. And what has helped me is that gratitude and that appreciation for those extremes that have allowed me to then build in the gray area and be like, okay, I know what it's like to be all the way over here. And I know what it's like to be all the way over there, but what's the gray area and what's that middle ground look like? And it looks like your middle ground comes with gratitude, which is just so amazing and so phenomenal. Um, because yeah, I feel like in, and to your point of you, you think you're supposed to be doing all the right things. And then you go to doing, you know, breaking all the rules, let's say, and you're like gain zero pounds. You're like, wait, that math and science like doesn't add up. And it's like, was it the equation that was wrong all along? And like your, your own kind of brain there. But I've noticed that with clients too, that I've been working with, um, you know, I started working, you know, really more in fitness, right. And now it's much more on like the mindset and the why behind the action and all of those things. But I've seen it, you know, a handful of times where they're trying to do their best, do all the right things, do the meal plan, do the workout thing. Then they go on vacation and they're like, okay, I'm going on vacation for two weeks. I'm not going to care. I'm just going to enjoy myself. And then what happens? They either gain zero pounds or they end up losing weight because they were just walking, eating what they wanted, living in, in, um, in, let's say the opposite of that shame, the opposite of that cage, you know, and just really, um, allowing, um, allowing kind of what's supposed to happen, happen without needing to be so kind of control in that. So that's really what came up for me. And do you feel like, um, you've learned to appreciate some of those extremes in the process that have taught you now, like, Oh, with gratitude or pizza is okay. Did you find that from your extremes? Yes. And 
What I want to say is we really don't worship our body enough. You know, like these hands that we have are so amazing. You know, not only are they used for doing push-ups, but they're used for doing things like combing your hair, opening and closing the car door, you know, giving hugs. And I find that right now, instead of focusing on external beauty, I'm really focusing on internal beauty because I feel like now my beauty comes from my heart and it just radiates out. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. not actually about what clothes I wear, whether I'm a size two or size four. It's not about that. It's, it's like how much love is pouring out of like literally every pore of my body, mm-hmm. you know, and you can tell, you know, love is coming out of my eyes, my smile, my heart, my whole being, my hands, like, like every cell in my body is vibrating and love. How can you not be beautiful when the true beauty is coming from inside? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what about, okay, so let's go back a little bit to the version of you where, like you said, you were in that shame, in that thief mentality, you would see other women at the gym or anywhere and compare your skill set, the way you look, all those types of things. If someone's listening now, who's like, oh shit, a little aha moment where, and I, and I love those because it's almost like, that's like, it's kind of a magnet moment where you get to kind of see or a mirror moment, right? That you get to kind of see your own um, self in some of these conversations, which is what I love. So if someone's listening and you realize, yeah, I do have that feeling. I'm, I'm in that constant comparison trap. I am in that constant, you know, shame, guilt, uh, relationship around food, exercise, whatever, awareness of it, I know from the coaching I do is, yeah, the first step, right? Like to just know, like think about what you're thinking about to notice, right? But then what would be that first action step? Because it doesn't just go from, oh, I am aware that I'm comparing and now I don't compare, right? Because I've gone through extreme comparisons and stuff too, especially early on in my fitness career. And now I have like, there's moments too, where I catch myself, I catch myself faster. And then I also have boundaries surrounding social media consumption um, and different things. So, um, yeah, what would you kind of say about that? Okay, I'm going to actually go from beginners to advanced because I know your your audience is different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would say, let's say how I would talk to my 25-year-old self, my 35-year-old self, and my current self, right? Mm -hmm. So... You know, to my 25-year-old self who's at the gym and checking out these really um, beautiful ladies and feeling I am less than is there is a gift in envy and jealousy. So lean into that instead of judging yourself, you know, what is wrong with me? Why am I such an envious, jealous B-I-T-C-H is lean into that and love and accept yourself because what that message of envy and jealousy is showing you is what you are capable of, right? So it's like, oh, that person is showing me what I'm capable of. So for example, now I'm a healer, I'm a doctor. When I see other people, they can do that instead of getting jealous or envy, I will be like, oh, thank you for showing me what is possible, right? You know, so... 
to my 25 year old self, I'll say, be inspired, like allow yourself to be like, ah, maybe I should go up to that girl and ask her, what is your secret? Like what skincare product do you use? Where do you go shopping? Like, tell me about your workout routine. Where do you go grocery shopping? What recipes, you know, like, you know, people want to help people. So instead of me like stuck in my closet and feeling sad and sorry for myself, go talk to the people who inspire you, ask them about their secret. And I can guarantee you people love sharing, you know, like you love sharing your videos, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. imagine 25 year old women come up to you and say, Hey, what's your secret? And you just be like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, like, that's the connection that we get to, you know, instead of feeling bad is why don't I ask for an empowerment from that person? Yes. It's like the meaning you make of it. It's like the observation is there. There might be a beautiful person at the gym in the perfect outfit, all fit, whatever. And it's what you make it mean. If it means you're less than and they're better and all those, then that's what it's going to mean. But if it means, oh, I see a live inspo. Like I'm going to go to them and I'm going to ask them and I'm going to reach out to them. Um, I love that. So seeing it as an opportunity to get inspired by others and use that as momentum or even opportunities for connection, right? Because you never know who you might meet. And I just think of moments too, where I've seen that opportunity for inspiration. I'm like on that person. And then they become, you know, either such great friends or mentors or just connections. It's just so cool. So cool. I love that. So that would be like the 25 year old version of yourself. So the 35 year old version that I would uh, coach myself is you know, be grateful for what you have. You know, some people, and now that I'm a doctor, a lot of people, you know, they can't go to the gym if they want to, you know, they have hip surgery, knee surgery, you know, they might have a crooked spine. Some people can't even sit in a chair for 10 minutes. Why are you, I want to call wasting your time checking other people out when you can be spending the time working on improving yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, give yourself a really big hug because you've done the best that you can and celebrate, you know, look back. Well, you know, maybe a week ago you weren't able to hold a plank for as many seconds as you can now. So instead of comparing you to what, you know, the, the, the Pilates instructor can do, compare you to a week ago, right? Celebrate how far you've come. Maybe six months ago, you can't do that, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, compare is like celebrate you in terms of the work you've done, the way you've showed up, and give yourself a big pat in the back. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, that's kind of right where I'm at. And so I was so interested to hear what you would say because I'm 33. And so at that age group or that age range, you were just talking to, you know, that 35 where, yeah, there are moments where it's like, I'm not there fast enough and I'm young. You know, it's like that tug where you're, and what's really, really helped is exactly what you said, leaning into what you can be grateful for, seeing what you can learn 
Like learning for me has become the ultimate form of just self-love working, just like, what can I learn today? Whether it's reading a book, just watching something informative, um, leaning in or just listening more in a conversation to discover what I can learn. And yeah, there's some days where I just feel like a lump of shit and I'm <laughs> useless and I like, will try to, you know, write down, okay, what did I learn today? And I'll make lists. And I have even here a list on my notebook. I just happened to open it. Cause sometimes when I'm talking on podcasts, I'll write things down to remember, but I have a whole list of things I'm excited about. Like I have, you know, I wrote some stuff down because I knew I wasn't really feeling excited that day. So just reminding myself of that and then leaning into learning has been really helpful. Even it's just like taking a a course, reading a book, uh, listening to a podcast. Um, Yeah. I think it's just been really, really helpful to lean into learning because yeah, I just feel like I said, I'm in that space exactly what you spoke to, where it can be very easy to continue that comparison story, to continue a lot of the loops from our 20s can come into our 30s and into our 40s, right? And it's so much, at least in my experience, uh, more pleasant when we can catch the story, some of those stories sooner and, and do that. So I think that's a really powerful um, um, message. And I, yeah, I took it. So cool. And what would you say beyond 35 or where you're yes. at now? Okay. So I'm in my forties. Okay. <laughs> so how I would coach myself now in my forties is actually more, um, a spiritual message. You know, in Buddhist, we say that everything is impermanent. So, you know, this body that I have is impermanent. You know, everybody is going to go through birth and eventually aging and eventually death, right? So wherever you are, you know, if you're 45, you're getting closer to menopause. You're getting close to facing the reality that even if you work out 10 hours a day, you're not going to have the body of a 25-year-old. You know, so true beauty, true strength, true power, true flexibility, it's inside. So then your exercise become more of a spiritual experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. So less and less are you looking at, okay, how tight is my tummy? How big is my bicep? How many pounds am I lifting? But it's almost like when you're working out, you're closing your eyes and you're really meditating on the joy of moving your body. You know, this pleasure of, wow, you know, being in amazement of God's creation. Oh my God, look, this body can actually breathe. My lungs are so amazing. My kidneys, my knees, my hips, like whomever made this body is a genius. Hey, really quick, I want to interrupt the podcast for just a minute to tell you about one of my favorite supplements for hair, skin, nails, digestive, and gut health, and that is Snap Supplements Super Greens with Collagen. Now, if you're following me on social media, you've probably seen me post about this a bunch because honestly, this product tastes amazing and it's jam-packed with nutrients, like I said, to support healthy hair, skin, and nails. It helps support detoxification, a healthy immune system, 
system, and there's even probiotics in there for a healthy gut. It's non-GMO, no sugar added, soy-free, grass-fed collagen, and every scoop is going to give you seven grams of protein. And this is why I love it, because it's not like a protein shake. It's just a scoop of powder. It tastes amazing. I put it in water, or if I want more hydration, I'll put it in coconut water and mix it up. And it's like having a nice, refreshing beverage that's packed with a bunch of super greens and protein. So what I'm super excited about is that for listening to the podcast, you'll get this discount here, nowhere else, but for listening to the podcast, you can save 25% off on all your snap supplement purchases, including the super greens with collagen. And you do that by using code London 25 at checkout. That's L U N D E N 25 L U N D E N two five to get 25% off at checkout. You can shop on snapsupplements.com or you can shop on my website, lifelikelondon.com forward slash supplements. And you'll see there, there's already an additional 10% taken off, but you, because you're a podcast listener, you're going to get 25% off when you use the code London 25 at checkout, L U N D E N 25 at checkout to get your snap supplements, super greens and collagen and all your snap supplements for 25% off. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Our bodies are so amazing. And I really feel like, um, that spiritual feeling of working out has been prominent in my life because a couple years ago, I just really like asked myself, like, why are you working out? You know, like, yeah, we know it's good, you know, but I was like, I I really had this vision of being (laughs) in my like nineties, still doing, you know, great exercises on social media or whatever that looks like later. And I just felt like that was the moment where I was like, that for me is so motivating. Like I love the gym I work out at now. Like there's a lot of like seven, 60 to 70 year olds that are working out there too. And it's just so inspiring. And that for me really brought about a feeling of longevity. It's like, Mm. Oh, like you can't go hard in the paint and do all these crazy workouts and then expect to have like take, you know, that longevity in your body later on to get to that vision of what, you know, I kind of imagined in terms of the fitness inspiration that I want to continue to provide until I can't anymore. And so, um, that's just been really prominent in my workout. So remembering, yeah, workout can be, you know, lifting weights. It can also be a foam rolling session or a recovery session. I love walking meditations. I've gotten really into walking instead of running and just walking and walking as if I am that what I'm trying, you know, I'm working, walking into becoming. And so I feel like, um, you know, I haven't really shared a lot about that on the podcast. So I'm glad that you brought it up because even today when I was on the bike, um, so yeah, a couple days ago, I took a little mental health break. My body definitely needed just a, a moment. And so I honored that. And so sometimes getting back into movement and things are just a little bit challenging. It's kind of like emotional soreness, you know? And so I, um, really, you know, when I was on the bike this morning, um, and then I did my workout afterwards, it was just kind of, yeah. Okay. Remembering working out is going to be a tool to help with my mental health and help me move through this emotion, right? It was nothing about what I was going to look like, or if my thighs were going to jiggle. Cause I didn't work out. Like I was not even, even in that zip code, right? 
right? It was just literally about you know, knowing that once I got my heart rate up from working out, usually that anxiety kind of heart rate, it matches. And then they all come down together. It's like a really cool experience that I've noticed. And so, um, so yeah, so that was really important. And then I'm on the bike and I'm moving my legs and I did that. I was like, thank you legs. I love you legs. I was like, when I'm in yoga, when I stretch at the end, I bring my knees into my chest and I kiss both my knees after almost every workout. When I do my stretches, like, I am happy for this opportunity to share that because I think maybe people listening might think like, oh yeah, it's like it just London enjoys working out. Well, I've created an experience that my body and my nervous system really enjoy now. It wasn't always like that, but because I do, you know, have moments where I'm like, heck yeah, you know, I'm so grateful for my arms or my fingers or my, you know, I'll have this kind of moment where I'm squatting and I can just feel my whole foot root into and I can feel my my toes just kind of grip down a little bit and I just like I have so much grounding gratitude for my feet in that moment. So I've found that the longevity, the consistency from working out, all those things that I think people, you know, complain about motivation is just understanding that those are tools for other things. And then there are also opportunities to bring in gratitude, to bring in love for our body, to create that experience. That's like that, like your woo-saw moment, you know, it's not like you're going in and raw, even if you are, the after effects are different because of the intention and kind of the mission behind it. Does that make sense? Yeah, you touch on a keyword, which is motivation. And I think it's such a core part of your message. And, you know, for me, when I was in my 20s, I even work out 10 times in a week, but it was from a place of fear. Oh my God, if I don't go to the gym, I'm going to get fat. If I don't go to the gym, I don't earn whatever my food. Like I have to burn the calories before I eat them. It, you know, really came from a very, um, I would say actually low vibration. It's like, okay, Winnie, you have to work out before you are allowed to eat. You know, I was motivating my workout from a place of fear. And, you know, now that I'm in my forties, I come from a place of, okay, how am I going to move my body today to make me feel good from a longevity point of view, right? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do to love my knees? You know, it might be a glute strengthening exercise. It might be foam rolling. What What is it that my body needs to feel good in this moment? And so, you know, it's very much letting go of attachment and just really being in the now, being really curious. And also, you know, it's like instead of having somebody beating me up with a stick or like, you know, the old school personal trainer model, like, mm -hmm. okay, give me another 10, drop another inch, you know? <laughs> it's like, what if I am my own coach where I'm taking myself to the edge? Because really only I know where my edge is, right? Only I know how many seconds I can last on a plank. And you know what? What I can do yesterday, today I might do fewer seconds than yesterday and no attachment to the outcome because next week I might do twice a lot as long. I don't know, but it's just almost like playing a video game where I'm completely present with whatever it is and whatever it is, is perfect. You know, if I'm on my period, okay. You know, if you want to have a rest day, have a rest day. If you want to push really hard today, push really hard today, you know, just being in the place of curiosity and, and knowing that I am the one that's going to push myself to my edge. Yes. And I'm so happy that you met 
you mentioned um, hormones and period and um, because I think that's a major message that I've learned as well. And probably something I would include like in your messages to your previous selves, I probably would include something about it because I wrecked my hormones by working out like a mad woman and taking a lot of supplements to do certain things, to look a certain way. And what I love now is I've been using, I have a period tracker on my app, on my phone. Like I track everything. I I'm now learning to be proactive with toning down my workouts like ahead of time. For me, um, ovulation is much more of a work in time for me. I just need cozy love vibes. It's very different around my period. I don't, yeah, it's not like as much, you know, but I just notice like those difference and fluctuations in my hormones and what workout style works best for my body. And I find that being a major win over, like I get so excited on months where I'm like, oh yeah, okay, ovulations in four days. Okay. I'm going to start working more in to do, you know, more foam rolling, stretching, just whatever, more flexibility stuff. I just find a lot of tightness that happens in that space during that time. So it's cool because I'm like, okay, the real flex is a month going by and being like, okay, cool. I, I honored where I was with my hormones and met my body where it was versus, you know, that, you know, model of just like a of graph of just going straight up into the right, you know, just progress going, you know, that way I'm kind of like, no, I, I like knowing and leaning into my body's changes hormonally throughout the month. I like using workouts to, um, yeah, amplify that or even doing things surrounding, yeah, like full moon or new, like you just like different stuff to just kind of get in the vibe of workout with the flow of hormones and a little bit what's going on um, with our planet and nature. Like that's been so powerful too. And I think that would be, you know, something I would tell my 25, 30 year old self is like, Hey, like lean into the power of your hormones, work with them. Because for so long I was like head to head and I didn't know why I was experiencing a lot of, you know, crazy symptoms that I was until I realized, um, until I realized it. And so that one's really helpful. And I just think for some people listening or even women, it's like, sometimes we don't even, you know, we're not educated on this. So it's either, you know, I hear, okay, should I work out on my period or not? Or I'm on my period. So I'm not working out and I'm not on my period. So I am. So instead of it just being like period or not leaning in and learning the different phases of our cycle to know what's, you know, what hormones are at play. So we know kind of what chess pieces we have or which cards we have. Have so that we can play appropriately, like the longevity game. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's a big part of longevity too. And I know we have a lot of women listening and this is always a big part of the coaching I do is tracking that and being aware of kind of where we are hormonally because yeah, things go up and down. And sometimes there's moments where I'm like feeling a little self-critical and I check my app and I'm like, oh, makes sense. You know, <laughs> Menzies is coming in like, I don't know, a handful of days. And so it just, and I can kind of um, be with me and instead of like against me where it's like, I'm just PMS. It's like, yeah, you might be, but at least you kind of know it, you know, and know where some of those feelings come from. So that's been really powerful for that longevity journey of mine, for sure. You know, we've had thousands of years of patriarchy. And what that means is we have very dualistic thinking, black and white, you know, either I go work out or I don't work out, you know, but what if we let go of this attachment to either I work out or don't work out, be like, hey, I'm just going to show up to yoga class and whatever happens is perfect. I'm just going to show up to the gym today and, you know, I'm just going to go 
by the beach. And if I run, I run. If I walk, I walk. It's just like, I'm going to really listen to myself and do what feels good. You know, empirically, uh, people, when they're on their period, their core is a little bit weaker, right? Because if you think about it, you know, you're like letting go, the blood is coming down. So hormonally, the core is less strong. So, you know, like I remember if I'm training for something, like let's say I'm training for a run on, on the days that my period is like, I, I, I just be like, okay, you know what, take it at a slower pace, you know, or, or just let yourself go however long you want to go and then stop when you want to go home. Just give yourself permission to end the workout early. It doesn't mean don't work out. Maybe you end up going 75% of your plan and that's okay. Like, why are we so attached to completion? You know, uh, we can just have foreplay and that would be fun too. You know, we don't always have to go all the way. (laughs) I love that analogy, right? Um, Yeah. And and then being okay with it, right? So it's like, whatever we make it mean, that 75% could be the hundred percent for that day. It's like, no, the tone it down, that's what I needed, right? That was the real flex. That was, you know, the full, um, that's what, that was the full experience for me today. So powerful. I, um, I know that you have a, a special gift that you want to share with us today for our podcast. But what I wanted to ask you too is like, what would you tell your future self? What would be a message that you're working towards now and towards, let's say, yeah, becoming in, in future years? And like, what are you working on now that you're excited to put out into the world? Yeah. So my love and passion is helping people grow out of their trauma. And, you know, trauma is trapped in the body. So it's very interesting because we do want to move the body to, you know, process the trauma, but at the same time, it's very easy to get impatient, right? So for example, I have experienced rape in the past and a lot of my uh, trauma is stored in the hips. And so, you know, in the yoga class, I might have tighter hips than all the other body parts. And so every time, you know, maybe I go into a lunge or I do some kind of stretch, instead of getting frustrated at the physical limitation, like, like, I just can't do what other people do. I'm not even comparing myself to the most beautiful girl in the class. I'm just comparing myself to, I I feel like sometimes it's like, I'm like, like the loser in the class, you know, it's like, oh my God, I'm like the only one who can't do this posture because of this um, tight hips that I have. So, you know, I used to have a lot of those conversation and now I learned to find compassion which is, you know, if you put 10 women in my shoes, you know, whatever that childhood trauma that you have and, you know, rape, divorce and parental alienation, all of this I write in the book. That's why I, you know, wrote a book about this. You will have compassion for the way that you show up on the yoga mat. You know, it's really we don't graduate from trauma by being frustrated. 
we graduate by accepting and loving ourselves exactly where we are. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're just trying to lose weight, you get trying to get stronger, or you're moving past your trauma. It's the same thing. If we get frustrated, I've been working out for five months. Why am I still, you know, here? Or I've been trying to heal my trauma. Why am I still here? You know, um, instead of getting frustrated with what we have today, it's just accepting. You know, I've been doing the best that I have. And what if I can just bring a little bit curiosity, you know, like really bring a little bit curiosity. Okay, maybe yesterday I can't do this lunch, but maybe today I can. Right. So maybe yesterday I still feel like a victim, but maybe today I won't. You know, it's almost like um, this is something I learned from my daughter. She really likes to play video games. You know, when you watch a kid play a game, they don't have a lot of attachment like, you know, I have to achieve this. Like I have to lift X number of pounds or I have to graduate from my trauma. They just go with it like, you know, if I do well, then I do well. If I do badly, then tomorrow is another game. So my best tip for people who are struggling with trauma is to have the curiosity Okay. All right. So how am I feeling today? And, you know, close your eyes. Where am I feeling today? Is it in my knees or my ankles and my hips? And just because it was hurting yesterday doesn't mean it has to hurt today, right? Just because you can do 10 push-ups yesterday, maybe today you can do 12. So how about we just let go of attachment? Because I think part of the attachment create stress. It's like we add stress to the workout that's unnecessary. We add stress to healing trauma that is unnecessary. You know, just come from a place of no expectation. And yeah, so I'd like to offer everyone a healing blessing for anyone who has, um, you know, any kind of sexual trauma, childhood trauma, anybody who is storing pain currently in their hips, their knees, or their ankles. And so if you would like to receive this blessing, just close your eyes and put one hand on the heart and one hand on the lower abdomen. And whichever area, you know, if it's a hips, you can make some hip circles. If it's your knees, make some knee circles. And if it's your ankles, make some ankle circles. Get connect to all of my teachers and all the downloads. I'm connecting to the source. I'm offering everyone a blessing to benefit their hips, knees, and ankles as appropriate. Blessing begins. Hey, Hey, 
Silent blessing, continue moving your gentle hip circles, knee circles, ankle circles, allowing this light to come into the cells, nourishing your bones, muscles, ligaments, tendons. Hmm. How, how, how? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, love you, love you. <sighs> Thank you. That was so special. You have such a gift and such a beautiful voice. So we're so thankful you shared that with us. Um, oh, I feel such so in bliss. I'm just going to keep my hands right here on my heart. Um, let us know how we can connect with you for those listening. If you want to get more from Winnie Chan Wang, where can we find you? Where can we get your book? I'll link everything in the description, but you can go ahead and tell us too. Yeah, I just want to say that you can play this podcast as many times as you like. You know, sometimes you wake up and you have stiff, stiffness in the hips, knees and ankles. And it's hard to hit the gym when you feel so stiff. So you can just play this podcast over and over and move some gentle, you know, hip, ankle and knee circle and just getting really loved before you hit the gym. So you can find me at mindfulhealingheart.com. It's very easy to remember because mindful healing starts from the heart. And I am on, you know, all the major social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and I absolutely love sharing um, more fitness tips, healing tips. So actually every Wednesday, I have um, a segment called Wholesome Wednesday. So it's a free online community that hosts this. So absolutely uh, join and you can send me a message, you know, special request. Hey, Winnie, I'm having anxiety. Can you do something? And I can do a collective blessing. Yes. And um, I love hearing from you. So you guys can uh, schedule a 20 minute discovery call. I do private sessions as well as group coaching session, you know, because a lot of, for example, a lot of the root chakra is fear. So a lot of the times when we have knee pain, ankle pain or hip pain, it's because fear is stored in the body. So it's almost a double whammy because the more I have fear, the more I have fear going to the gym, <laughs> the more when I'm lifting weight, I'm afraid I'll get hurt, you know? Uh -huh. So, you know, it's really good that we get together as a community and work through some of these fears. Mm. Thank you so much. As I said, I'll put all the links in the description so you guys can connect with Winnie work with her one-on-one, -on -one, send her some DMs. <laughs> I love, always love the DMs too. And that's how her and I connected. So thank you so much for being here, Winnie. Have a great day. 
Love you, London. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Self Love and Sweat, the podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, give us a review. This really helps a lot. And share this with a friend. I'm only one person. And with your help, we can really spread the message of self love and sweat and change more lives all around the world. I'm London Souza, reminding you that you deserve a life full of passion, presence, and purpose, fueled by self love and sweat. This podcast is a Hit Spot Austria production.